So not at all. There basically. we go. <laughs> That's the equivalent. Yeah. Uh, do the same joke. We'll laugh. I swear. I'll, I'll, I'll try to do it a little bit differently. <laughs> Take two. What do we get for food? <laughs> Chinese. Chinese, more like Pan Asian or Pan Asian. Uh, well, it's as close as you get in LA. <laughs> not in Sun Valley. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. With us, as always, Sean is Mr. Sean Fong. <laughs> I am Joey Bonnier, and here he is. I'm trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> O'Brien, <laughs> you know Sean O'Brien. <laughs> Fuck him. Um, how do we start again? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. This you, is this your show. You, you, well, no, you were you were gonna. You see, he deked us out. <laughs> it was like he deked once, he deked twice. Uh, deked. But he didn't do any of the deeks. He didn't do, yeah, no. he didn't deke one. The no. deeks don't apply. Deeks yeah. don't apply. What's that from? Mighty Ducks reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are we anyway. on the same page in the Mighty Ducks reference? <laughs> all right, now that you're all caught up. <laughs> every time for some reason. That I get out of the shower these days, I the the phrase in my mind Shrinkage. is like, "You look like you just got out of the shower." When it's oh. like, it's like it's a style yawn from Mighty Ducks Two. I don't know why. <laughs> he's like, "You just cut out. You look like you just cut out of the shower." And I don't know what happened. I ain't no Mighty Ducks Two guy here. Yeah. This is this is all original. <laughs> Wait, why was he watching the boys in the shower? What's going? on? <laughs> no, when so Gordon like when they did some televised thing. Gordon like slicked back his hair and like looked all like professional and shit like oh, that. Oh yeah. And Jan was like, or it might have been Han. Maybe this is the first one. Han uh, and Jan. Yeah. Remember because they couldn't. I mean, I don't know what happened. Maybe they got fucking died or some shit like that. I don't know. He did. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Good <laughs> way to make fun of it. No. <laughs> fucking loser. Um. Jesus. <laughs> How are we, my friends? Those are our beloved you know mighty drinking? ducks of Anaheim. So I shouldn't you be drinking. I shouldn't be drinking. I haven't drank in a while, and I said I wouldn't, but. It's uh, um, the Irish day. It's close. Yeah. It's close. I don't think this will be on St. Patrick's Day, but it might, right? Yeah. I think. I, I don't I know should how be drinking, time works. I have to be drinking Ish Kabatha. Ish Excuse Kabatha? me? Uh, the, 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 the word whiskey in Gaelic is Ish Kabatha. Shish Kabatha. It means water of life. That means water of meat life. on a stick. I feel like we've said this. It's a great story. At Finnegan's Wake. Finnegan's Wake. The water of life. Anyway, so I am drinking. It looks like the 15th is a Thursday. It's kind of seventeenth. Seventeenth is really. Is yeah. it the seventh? I'm a horrible Irishman. You are a terrible Irishman. Wow. Well, it's the Saturday. Saturday it would be, the, I, ideally, we'll actually record on that oh, day. Oh, the fifteenth is get, the Ides of March. That's fucking yeah, uh, yeah, Caesar. yeah, the stabbing um, and the whatnot. We we so if I ideally we can actually just have a St. Patrick's Day episode and we'll just get I'll get really drunk here and it'll be funny as hell. It'll just us, just just like the four of us. Yeah, how is Hilarity. that different than any other show? I haven't drank in a while. It's quite different. Well, you haven't done a show in a while. Enough fun in a while. But I'm going to take a nice little <laughs> sip of this. I, the only thing you had was Irish cream. Oh. So I'm going to take a sip of Irish cream. Yeah, because apparently it's not whiskey unless it comes from Ireland. This is. Um, I just don't call stuff that's not come. From, I don't call it whiskey. No, I call it's, Scotch Scotch. I don't call it Scotch whiskey. It's sure it's whiskey, but I don't call it. What about Canadian whiskey? That I call uh, toilet water. Jesus Christ. What about bourbon whiskey? American toilet water. Elitist fuck. There's some really good bourbon. I just don't like any of it. <laughs> I, I don't drink that much. I don't like Irish or Scotch. Oh, that was a nice little drinky I had. Mm. But I needed something. I had a root canal on Tuesday. Mm. So I, ca- I can't do anything. I can't eat anything. So it's not a good idea for me to drink. Plus, I haven't really been drinking for a while anyway. You know, Weirdo had a song about that. What? Not drinking since my root no, canal? No, the root canal. But... Uh, really? Yeah, it was the one that was done over the Batman, what was it, Seal song or whatever? Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. Really? I yeah. don't remember that at all. Know. How do I not know that one? That's mm. weird. Anyway, I have books. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I so we we did the Oscar one, and we'll, then we did the 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 Proust one, which I guess we uh, could just push, but we'll we should do it. And so this might be I don't know, right? This could yeah. be this could be this will be the St. Yeah. Patrick's Day one. So unless we do it on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I have I, I obviously have more Irish authors at home, but I brought some books with me. Um, I have Gulliver's Travels and other writings by Jonathan Swift. Mm, that should be quick. I have Ulysses by James Joyce. Boo. I have The Dirty Letters of James Joyce to his wife. That's like a weird mm-hmm. printout. I have Samuel Beckett by Mur- I have Murphy by Samuel Beckett. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, I love Quantum Leap. I have hmm? Sam Beckett. His last name was Beckett. Yeah. Get out of here. No. Okay. <laughs> I have Why Drake. is that so unbelievable? I just didn't know that. I didn't. I knew his name was Sam, but it never occurred to me his last name was Beckett, and yeah, that's stupid. It was I weird. actually now I hate Sam. Now I hate Quantum Leap. It's dumb. I guess it actually makes sense though. Anyway, it is dumb. I have Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce. Mm. I have Waiting for Godot by Samuel Beckett. So Murphy is a Murphy's a novel, and Waiting for Godot, of course, is a play. Mm. Hmm. I have Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man by James Joyce. I have Dubliners by James Joyce. I have The Book of Irish Verse, an anthology of whatever the fuck. I have uh, the collected poetry. works of William Butler Yeats. Yeats. I have uh, Irish fairy tales and f- or folklore and fairy tales, and I have Celtic myths and legends. So, happy St. Patrick's Day. Celtic myths and legends. Why do they say Boston Celtics instead of Celtics? Because it's Celtic Why do they pride. say Notre Dame instead of Notre Dame? Because we're dirty Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we wrote our dictionary just to piss off England. The Boston Celtics. Yeah, I don't know why they do that, but it's Sepulveda Celtic. Boulevard. Sepulveda. Los Feliz. <laughs> How are you supposed to say it? Los Feliz. And Sepulveda? Sepulveda? Sepulveda is said like that, but no, it's most people say Sep- Sepulveda, right? Or? No, that's the wrong way. Or, the, I see what you're well, saying. So like Los Feliz, you're right. Yeah. Sepul- I'm, I'm maybe Sepulveda. I don't know. Sepulveda. I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. Sepulveda sounds that's American. That's the Anaga. That's the Anaga. Whoa. That's racist. Whoa, bro. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Put a little music in it. Yeah, I'm racist? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the black, your Black uh, Panther yeah. flag is showing. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want to read the Celtic Myths and Legends. Nice, Sean. Okay. God damn you. Joey, what do you want to read? He's just going to narrow us down to fucking James Joyce. Bullshit. Well, there's no, like seven Joyces. What am I supposed to Now catch? they're all off the table. You just mentioned them. Now they're all gone. Thank God. Okay. Really? No. Because you didn't really take him off the table. There's no way he's going to remove all Joyce from the fucking... There's just a lot of it. That's all. <laughs> uh, I, I got a pick. Sean, Sean Fowler, you got a pick? Yeah, you said... Oh, uh, myths and legends. Celtics. I'm fine with that if you want. Yeah. Let's, what let's what, what is little. your pick, Boner? How? We could just do a, like, nice, a nice pan-Irish one that you always want to do, is like read a bunch of them. A selection. Pan was not Irish. A smorgasbord. A smorgasbord. It's um, German. What, what was the suggestion? Yeah, is there an Irish say? buffet? That's too gross. It's just cabbage. Yeah, it's just, it's just boiled meat. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah, boiled meat and beer. That's what it is. Some cabbage and just yeah, some corned beef on the it. side. Basically, yeah. It, which literally, by the way, is, do you guys like corned beef and No. Cabbage? I love it so oh, much. Oh, God, it's nah. disgusting. I can't Seems wait, gross. actually, come to think of it. I oh, hate man, Rubens. I I hate, yeah. Rubens, how dare you? That's some, yeah. some bullshit. Rubens that's actual Irish. corned beef. That's just, that's more assault to Jews. How dare that's you? the same thing. Jews and Irishmen? No, corned beef. When you insult sandwiches, you insult juice. I insult sandwiches constantly. I know. I don't pay for cold sandwiches. It's personally offensive. Yeah, actually, I agree. (laughs) Actually, that is some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Cold sandwiches, man. Sandwiches yeah. are the greatest thing. Sandwiches. If I had to choose one thing to eat forever, it'd probably be pizza. But sandwich. <laughs> like a 10 year old second maybe sushi and then then sandwiches so i'm i'm one third pissed I at you like sir chocolate. i want to eat chocolate every day i like pizza i like pizza <laughs> and then sushi and then sandwiches i also want hamburgers and hot dogs every sandwiches, other day both sandwiches pretty much my diet okay. so you love sandwiches then no so hamburgers hot dogs and pizza oh okay yeah and sushi if you fold ra- the pizza, rarely. it's a sandwich. I'm True. telling your doctor. It's all bread with shit on it. My mom. <laughs> she knows. Um, <laughs> anyway, knows you haven't dying. mentioned the thing that you said that you might want to read. I do. I wanted to read Portrait of the Artist. Portrait. Okay. Let's. We'll start with that one, oh. and then I'll go to your. I'll go to this. Bullshit. This is really fun. That's Bullshit. fun. He's come on. It's a good starting point. If it, if if Celtic Mystic he yelled at me for never on. picking something, then I pick something and then you know fucking read it. That's why I, I don't pick it. shit. It's still here. Fuck you Sean. guys. No, Someone's sorry. playing the victim snowflake <laughs> <laughs> virtue signaler. Portrait, dude. <laughs> fucking portrait. Okay, so I confess. Uh, so fucking portrait, man. I didn't. The first time I tried to read portrait, I didn't like it very much. I I think I did read all of Dubliners, but I didn't get it. I just I just you know absorbed it and it was fine. Then I tried to read Portrait and I failed. Um, so and I didn't end up reading it. I read Ulysses before I read Portrait, and I read fucking Finnegan's Wake before I read Portrait. What's the difference between failing so, and giving up? Why, why is this? I'm sorry. Why, what's the? Okay, uh, um, in this instance, nothing. There's no. There was no difference. I gave up. What's um, the timeline here? What? When's Portrait? When was it written? Relatively recently. I mean, in the last kind of six, seven years, I think. Um, Oh, I'm not, I didn't mean that. I oh, meant written? written, not, not oh, read. Oh, sorry. Uh, so he wrote, Dub- <laughs> he wrote Dubliners in, in, I want to say, 14, and then Portrait came out in 16, and then Ulysses was 1922. Oh, okay. I thought, I, okay. 1914, I was under the impression that Portrait was his first big hit. Maybe I'm wrong. He didn't have a hit. He all, was never popular. I mean, he was, he was, he was renowned, critically renowned, but he, he, it was, as far as like popularity. Like didn't sell a lot of copies? Uh, well, no, the popularity actually came because, because Ulysses was, was banned. Um, so that's where you know, it became Ireland? infamous uh, in America, oh. in America, and it was only a very limited kind of release. But no, I mean, he was he was he was critically renowned uh, among that crowd, among the crowd of modernists. It was fucking James Joyce. He was the Kubrick oh. of that of his day, okay. um, if that makes sense. So really boring, long winded. Yeah, I right don't. <laughs> well, yeah, duh. We've, yeah. Been, we've been reading. <laughs> read, we've yeah. Read, yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exhibit that's, that's A through F. Um, Nineteen sixteen. So it um. Yeah, I'll just jump in. Um, it actually uh, starts off with um, a Latin verse, uh, which I will butcher, but et ignotas animinum dimitit in artes. It's from Ovid's Metamorphosis, um, chapter 8, uh, line 188, um, which means, uh, so then to unimagined arts, he set his mind. We haven't ever read any uh, Ovid, have we? I brought it, but we no, we haven't actually read it. To unimagine art, he set his mind. Yeah, I can get behind that. Right on. It is a portrait of the artist as a young man. Hmm. I really wish art didn't exist. Once upon a time, in a very good time it was, there was a moo cow coming down along the road. And this moo cow was coming down moo. along the road, met a nice little boy named Baby Taku. That was an interrupting cow. His father told him that story. His father looked at him through a glass. He had a hairy face. He was a baby tucku. The moo cow cow came down along the same road where Betty Byrne lived. She told Lemon Platt. She sold Lemon Platt. Oh, the wild rose blossoms on the little green place. 
He sang that song. That was his song. Oh, the green wolf boeth, boeth. When you wet the bed, first it is warm, then it gets cold. His mother put on the oil sheet. Is a moo cow actually something, or is he just being cutesy? Maybe a dairy cow? Or is it like the black and white spotty cow that we invented? <sighs> He's being cutesy. So these are the, these are the first <clears throat> kind of um, thoughts that go through a baby's mind, basically, mm-hmm. right? These are little songs that he had heard, whatever it was, right? Little sounds, stories, whatever. But of course he's being cutesy. Um, or he's, he's, all, he's being cutesy in double term. Moo Cow, this story follows the story of Daedalus. Um, the space station? The, the artificer. Oh. The great artificer. He flew too close to the sun. No, that's Icarus. That's Icarus. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going to butcher this story, but I'll try my best. Um, Daedalus began, um, they were stranded on an island um, with his son, of course, Icarus, uh, and needed some way to get off. So what he, uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. It begins with the bull. Um, Queen Pasiphae, I it think all it begins was. With Pasiphae. Bull, well, Pasiphae was on uh, the Crete, I guess the island was Crete. Um, Queen, Pasiphae, like Queen Pasiphae, Queen um, Pasiphae fell in love with this uh, or, or one. I'm sorry. God damn it. Reset from the beginning. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of, it's all been forgotten, sir. Thank you. Number one. Um, Pacifae wanted to fuck a bull. Who doesn't? Okay. Queen Pacifae wanted to fuck a bull, and she asked Daedalus, the artificer, to fashion this this contraption for it to happen. So Daedalus created this weird, like, um, wooden bull that she got into, and Pacifae kind of, like, oh, sat in there, and the bull came up, fucked the, fucked the wooden bull, yeah. and in effect, fucking Queen Pacifae. Now, because of that, Queen Pacifae became pregnant with the minute uh, with a half man half minotaur? bull thing known as the Minotaur. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. finally she birthed the Minotaur. Now King Minos was Wait, fucking. Hold on a second. This. The Minotaur is he bipedal or quad quadruped? A bull head and a, a man body. Right. So that's different than the centaur, centaur yeah, which the is a, a, yeah, a horse, yeah. a horse body, male, male yeah. like you know, male. Yeah, okay. Upper, male torso. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, so <laughs> I know my mythological beings. The Minotaur, Queen Pasiphae birthed the Minotaur. Um, King Minos was fucking furious by this, so he told Daedalus, he said, "Build a fucking labyrinth and put that creature in there, so you can never fucking get Sarah. out." So Daedalus was like, "All right, cool." So he built, of course, the labyrinth. Right mm-hmm. now, the problem is the labyrinth was so good that even in the construction of creating this, he got stuck in there with the Minotaur. So he and his son Icarus were trapped in the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. This kind of swirling, but endless maze. Right? No, they can't. They couldn't get out. Right? So what did they do? Um, Daedalus finally uh, crafted these um, wings made out of. Uh, wax and feathers mm. so that he and his son could fly away. Now, oh, no. that's more or less the end of Daedalus. The story continues. Everybody knows the Icarus part, which is, you know, if you fly too close to the sun, the the, the wax melts. You know, he warned his son not to fly too close to the sun. Oh, I just knew from the did. Nintendo game. It melted, he fell, and he died. But the story of Daedalus actually ends with the Ascension. Now, mm. every section of this book follows that plot line. There is the bull, mm. right? Then the construction of the labyrinth, then the Ascension. That's how the, there's five parts to this book and they all follow that pattern. Hmm. And even the first chapter or the very first line follows that, right? Once upon a time and a very good time it was, there was a moo cow, mm-hmm. the bull coming down along the road, the labyrinth. And this moo cow that was coming down along the road met a nice little <clears throat> boy named baby Taku, a bird, the Ascension. Anyway, where was I? 
Oh, right quickly. Oh, sorry. Before you could yeah, yeah. uh Ovid wrote Metamorphosis, and, and that's about Icarus and Daedalus. It's like the most common, literally, literary telling of it. Yeah, it's yeah. I didn't realize that Ovid was when he's quoting him. Obviously, he's quoting the guy from Community, the guy who wrote the first he's, version yeah, he, of it. He's quoting the 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 line in in a, that the story about Daedalus. Yes, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize oh, that he was. Yes. I didn't realize that. Ovid was the the guy, like yeah, all of, basically all of mythology, Greek mythology, comes from Metamorphosis. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, you know, there's, there's so many different stories of it, but that's like the origin story of all of them. Um, all right, and the funny part about all right, let me just tell you, the Metamorphosis. The cool part about Metamorphosis, which is why it's so influential to modernists, is because the whole point is, um, in every story of Metamorphosis. The, the whatever whatever characters they're talking about eventually turn into something else, right? They become eventually like a flower or a seal or some bullshit, right? Um, or or half man, half, yeah, exactly. Um, but but they're if you take it in reverse, it means that when they're when you're walking around the world and you see a thing, it's actually representative of this vast story that's underneath it, and that's what modernism is, right? They they just put this one little thing hmm. in the story that that actually represents something else, right? Like the cat in Ulysses is, is Athena, right? There's, there's the baby Taku is, is the Minotaur, the, the, all those little things, right? You use the one symbol to represent just a cigar. Non-modernism. <laughs> <laughs> Non-modernism. Sometimes a cigar is a huge penis. Yeah. And sometimes it is the penis that you actually suck. Yeah. All right. Um, They're all sick. When you first wet the bed, first it is warm, then it gets cold. His mother put on the oil sheet. That had a queer smell. His mother had a nicer smell than his father. <laughs> she played on the piano, the sailor's hornpipe, for him to dance. He danced. Tra-la-la-la-la. Tra-la-la. Tra-la-la. Sailor's hornpipe. Tra-la-la-la. It's funny. Tra-la-la-la-la. Is it a thing? It's an instrument, I guess. Uncle Charles and Dante clapped. They were older than his father, but his mother and Uncle Charles was older than Dante. Dante had two bushes in her press. Yeah, she did. Or he did. The, the bush. No, her. You're right. Wait, Dante? Uh, the bush with the maroon velvet back was for Michael Davitt, and the brush with the green velvet was for Parnell. The fuck? Parnell, the Irish nationalist. Uh, none, none of that made sense. Don't Dante like gave him a cashew every time he brought her a piece of tissue paper. The Vances lived in number seven. They had a different father and mother. They were Eileen's father and mother. When they were grown up, he was going to marry Eileen. His uncle hid under the table. His mother said, Oh, Stephen will apologize. Dante said, Oh, if not, the eagles will come and pull out his eyes. Pull out his eyes, apologize, apologize. Pull out his eyes, apologize. Pull out his eyes, pull out his eyes, apologize. Then there's three asterisks. So, mm. denoting something else. Okay. Do you want me to go on? Not really. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a good opening. It's a good place to stop. It's a weird little number. What is? All of it. A weird number is all of it? Oh, the song. Yeah. That's hot. So here's some more of my Joyce. That's pretty, ca- that was pretty catchy. You guys want to see this? There's it's... lots of uh, writing in the margins. <laughs> yeah. Lots of highlighting and circling. Ex- oh, sorry. When I'm O'Brien sorry. goes on his killing spree. We'll, uh, O'Brien just puts out Portrait. Well, I promised to read Celtic Myths and Legends, and I didn't want the food to come before we jerked it appropriately. I get it. Appease him. Please. Appease? 
Um, the problem with this book, the unfortunately, carrots. is the structure of it. Um, it's kind of hard to start anywhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> because it, it does follow the beginning. Do you have to read it upside down? No, no. <laughs> um, Have a little table of contents, please. Sure. To the tablet. Sure. Sure, sure. I like it. Sure, sure, sure. I miss Paul Newman. Paul Newman? Sure, sure. Best Paul Newman movie? Hudsucker. Come it's on. It's not a Paul Newman movie. <laughs> um, cool Hand Luke. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, I, I would say either The Sting or Butch Cassidy. It's just me. The Verdict. I've never seen The Verdict back to Sidney Lumet. If you tune into Literally Literary. I've never seen it. <laughs> um, I actually never seen it either. I started watching. I watched the first half of it when Kelly and I were in um, Wine Country. All right, contents. This is wine country. <laughs> Wait, was that a fear and loathing reference? <laughs> nice. Um, all right, one is uh, the Celts in ancient history. Two is the religion of the Celts. Three is the Irish invasion myths. Four is the early um, Milesian kings. Milesian kings? Milesian kings. Five is tales of the Ultonian circle, cycle. Um, six is tales of the Asianic cycle. Seven is the voyage of Maladun. Eight is myths and tales of the ca- of the Chimri. C Y M R Y might be might be Chimri. Anyway, wait, say they, it again. Myths C- and tales of the the the, the, the Chimri. C Y M R Y. Oh, could be Simri. Yeah, I think it's Sim. Yeah, but you'd think it would be Celtics too, but. Dang. <laughs> um, then there's another thing. Oh, list of illustrations that is. Anyway, so what? Uh, history, the history of the Celts, the the religion. Yes. I, okay. Where does a Helt come from? So we will just start from the beginning. Thanks, Sean. Mm-hmm. What about kelp? How do you feel about that? Like kelp, the, like the fish? No, that's uh, seaweed. Yeah. Kelp, kelp. How I feel about what? are we pro kelp? Kelp is seaweed, right? So we're are we talking about like, you know, yeah. eating it? Is that like some hippie shit? Or? No, it's just wasting time. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh. Chapter one: <laughs> The Kelps in Ancient History. <laughs> How dare you, Joey? <laughs> Earliest references. In the chronicles of the classical nations for about five hundred years previous to the Christian era, there are frequent references to a people associated with these nations, sometimes in peace sometimes in war, and evidently occupying a position of great strength and influence in the terra incognita of mid-Europe. This people is called by the Greeks the Hyperboreans, or Celts, the latter term being found in the, geogra- the geogra- geographer <laughs> uh, Hecate- Hecateus? Hecateus, Hecateus. Hecateus. <laughs> Hecateus, Hecateus. About 500 BC. Uh, <clears throat> Herodotus, about half a century later, speaks of the Celts as dwelling beyond the pillars of Hercules, i.e. Spain, and also above the Danube as rising in their country. Aristotle knew them, uh, knew that they dwelt beyond Spain, and that they captured Rome, and that they, see, uh, that they set great store by warlike power. References other than geographical are occasionally met with, um, with even with, sorry, are occasionally met with even with early writers. Um, Where are the fucking gnomes and leprechauns and fucking gnomes and leprechauns? Yeah, it's supposed to be the history of the Celts. 
No, that would be. So these are the actual Celts. These man. are the peoples. These are the peoples. Man, I Wait, know. I was telling so you. did they? Did he? Uh, maybe I'm just going crazy. But Hecatetus, uh, it says of Miletus. He was an early Greek historian and geographer. Didn't we, didn't we just hear from Joyce about Miletus? Was that something we just Menelaus? Uh, maybe it was something different. I, I mean, I said I said Minos was the most. That was the king. Associable. Yeah, but there was another one. There was like okay. I thought I just there was some weird connection there. I thought that we mentioned Miletus earlier, but okay. Maybe I don't think so. I didn't. You you might have had it in your mind. I didn't. I don't remember. Um, it's a Greek city. Bark 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 bark. This is mostly just history stuff of Celts. That's boring. I know. I tried telling you. You're the one who called it. Well, you know. This is your book. It's a boring book. All books yeah, suck. I, well, I said the beginning is not. Fahrenheit 451. The beginning is dumb. All. But I will. I'm just going to skip. The religion of the Celts. That's the one that we should probably. Okay. Because that's, well, that's what you were looking for, right? Yeah. Like, you know, walking trees and shit. Yeah. Like Celtic myths and legends. Yeah. Yeah. The beginning of it is like the history of actually Celtic people. Oh, he wants some Druids. The man is Druid. Isn't that Scottish? He's got Druid fever. Sally begat John and John begat Jane and Jane begat. I am going to jump to. Ran out Irish names. I don't even think those were. No. It's... The Ankh. Those are all symbols. We did symbols. Um, I was looking for like Queen Mab. The what now? Queen Mab. Okay. Mab? Yeah, Queen Mab. (laughs) Yeah, that explains it. Thanks. Ah, Look it up, kids. (laughs) Google it. Look it up, kids. (laughs) Um, And there's also Kukulin. I love Kukulin, man. Kukukachu? I'll read one thing. The coming of Finn. I'll just jump straight to that. Yeah. I know how he came. Straight down the Mississippi River. No, Finn started right. as a fucking stormtrooper, and then he lost his buddy, and he put the fucking Here's the Finn. buddy handprint on him, and then he realized he was a real poet. It's true. King Cormac Mac <laughs> Art. Sorry. King Cormac Mac Art was certainly a historical character, which is more, perhaps, than we can say of Connor MacNessa. Whether there is any real personage behind the, glor- the glorious figure of his great Captain Finn is more difficult to say. But, for our purpose, it is not necessary to go into this question. He was a creation of the Celtic bind in one land and in one stage of his development. Um, and our part here is to show what kind of character the Irish mind liked to idealize and make stories about. Finn, like most of the Irish heroes, had a partly uh, Danan ancestry. D-A-N-A-A-N. Uh, his mother... Myrna of the White Neck was granddaughter of Nauda of the Silver Hand, who had wedded with uh, Ethlyn, daughter of the Valor of the, the Fomogin, <laughs> uh, who bore the sun god Luch to Kian. Kumbal, son of uh, Trenmore, was Finn's father. He was chief of the clan Baskna, who were contending with the clan Morna for the leadership of the Fianna uh, and was overthrown and slain by these at the Battle of Knock. Uh, it's all it, that uh, is now Castle Knock near Dublin. Sure. Among the clan Morna was a man named Leah, the lord of Luc- uh, Luacher in Connacht, who was treasurer of the Fianna and who kept the treasure bag, a bag made of crane's skin and having it on magic weapons and jewels of great peace that had come down from the days of the Danans. And he became treasurer to the clan Morna and still kept, uh, kept the bag at Rathlachn. 
Myrna, after the defeat of the death of Kunhal, it just sounds like a spiteful took, child playing Madeline. Took refuge <laughs> in the forest of the Sleeve Bloom, uh, which is the King's County, um, and there she bore a man-child whom she named Demna, for fear that the clan Morna would find him out. Just I should, I should, this is better up. in an Irish accent. Uh, would slay him. She gave him to be nurtured in the wildwood by two aged women, and she herself became the wife of the King of Kerry. But Demna, when he grew up to be a, uh, when he grew up to be a lad, was called Finn, or the Fair One, on account of the whiteness of his skin and his golden hair, and by this name he was always known thereafter. The first deed was to slay Leah, who had the treasure pack of the Fianna, uh, which he took from him. Uh, he then sought out his uncle Krimal, uh, Krimal, who, with a few older old men, uh, with a few other old men, uh, survivors of the chiefs of Clan Basna had escaped the sword at Castlenock and were living in, in, in much uh, uh, living in much penury and affliction in the recesses of the forest of Connacht. These he furnished with a retinue, uh, retinue guard from among the body of youths who followed his fortunes and youths. gave them the treasure back. These two himself youths. went to learn the accomplishments of poetry and science from the ancient sage and druid named Finnegan's, who the wig. Uh, who, who dealt on a river Boyne, here in a pool of this river, under the boughs of hazel from which dropped the nuts of knowledge in the stream, nuts of knowledge in the stream, lived <laughs> Finton, the salmon of knowledge. I'm about to drop my nuts of knowledge. <laughs> which, which, whose, <laughs> which, whoso aids of, which whoso aids of him would enjoy all the wisdom of the ages. Finnegas had sought many a time to catch the salmon, but failed until Finn had come to, his pup- come to be his pupil. Then one day he caught it and gave it to Finn to cook. Bidding him eat none of it, uh, none of it himself, but to tell him when it was ready. When the lad brought the salmon, Finnegus saw that the countenance was changed. Hast thou eaten of the salmon? he asked. Nay, said Finn. But when I turned it on, spit my thumb was burnt, and I put it in my mouth. Take the salmon of knowledge and eat it, then said Finnegus. For in thee the prophecy has come true. And now go hence, for I can teach oh, thee no more. Is that where the salmon of doubt came from? After that, I don't know. After that, I've never even heard of that. What is the Salmon of Doubt? It's one of the last books in the Hitchhiker's Guide series. Oh, probably then. After that, Finn became as wise as he was strong and bold. And it is said that whenever he wished to divine what would be I've read a book before. Or what was happening at a distance, (laughs) he had to put his thumb in his mouth and bite it. And the knowledge he wished for would be his. Next is called Finn and the Goblin. You want me to read that one? Or you want to bail? I say bell. 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 <laughs> bell. We, bell we shout. It's a bell. Where, where do we go from here? So I have Irish fail, ter- pharaohs as in folklore. Yeah, the, the fairy tales. Verse. We'll stick with the, uh, the you know, myths and stuff. Right. Minotaurs and centaurs. And All right, so. Battles of things. Salmons of so, truth. Ooh, there's, yeah. there's a four-leaf clover in it. Is it wow, also really? like perfume? It's I feel like I got like a whiff of like. I say it's a four leaf clover. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that one's about One, to two, die. three and a half. The, the four, yes, <laughs> that's fair, sir. Yeah. The fourth has fallen. The fourth has fallen. Okay. Mm. Still, it was a, fo- a At some point, clover. it was. Yeah. Um, okay. It's like a rabbit's foot. It's not very lucky for the Edited rabbit. Edited and but... selected by William Butler Yeats. Go figure. Mm. Really? Go figure. Seriously. Go off and figure. Carry the three. All right, there's a lot of shit, so I'll just read you the largest. Stuff. There's the uh, the trooping fairies, um, the tripping fairies, trooping, the trooping fairies, uh, changelings, the marrow, the Ooh, solitary. Uh, then we have the solitary fairies. Then we have 
uh, ghosts. Then we have witches, fairy doctors. Then we have Tynir, uh, Tynir, Na-Og. Do they have tieflings? We have saints, comma, priests. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the devil. We have giants. We have kings, queens, princesses, earls, robbers. Uh, and then we have potpourri. No leprechauns? <laughs> Potent potables. Potent potables. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking. Thank you. <laughs> Where are the leprechauns? I don't think those are things. What the, the fuck have I seen them on TV? I like that fairy tales are about fairies. Like six of them were actual fairies. No, 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 well, no. Yeah, not that's... just six of them. Like, there's... there's. He just there's, read categories. There's and... In the Trooping Fairies, there's the fairies. Frank Martin and the fairies. <laughs> the Priest's Supper. The Fairy Well of Lenny. <laughs> Timo Cain of the Corpse. Pa- um, Patty Cochran's Wife. Kushin Lu. The White Trout. It, one, two, three, four, five more. The Donegal Fairy. The Black Horse. Then we have Changelings, who are also fairies. The Bravery of Eggshells. The Fairy Nurse. Jamie Fiel and Young Lady. The Stolen Child. The Stolen Child. Um, that was that Eddie Murphy movie. Or not. Then we have the Marrow, the Soul Cages, Flores on his funeral, the Greek Princess, and the Younger Gardener. Then we have the Solitary Fairies. Oh, the Leprechaun or Shoemaker. The Leprechaun? Thank there, you. There you go. Yeah. He's One, always a Shoemaker? All right, we'll go to the Leprechaun. Thank you. Do you know what a Shoemaker is, actually, by the way? Do you know what like the word for a Shoemaker is? Cobbler? It is not. That is a person who fix, fixes shoes. Isn't mm. that crazy? I feel like you wanted to me to say Cobbler. You did. I, you did. I would have said Cobbler, too. Because I of did the Adam Sandler movie. Tri- and I don't remember what the actual word is. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's really weird. It's like a weird... Look it up. It's like a, it's like a fun... No, it's a... Hang on. It'll come to me. Um. Oh, it's not going to come to me. What do you... <laughs> the sh- Shoemaker. Shoemaker Livy? I'll look it up later. Uh, God, I can't remember. It. I can't remember what it's called. It really it's a really just weird. Seems to say shoemaker. Hold on. Yeah, keep going. Oh, he was cord one of the- wainers. Cord wainers. Cord wainer. Cord wainer. Cord wainer. All right. Weird. The solitary favor. Or fairies. Solitary fairy. The name leprechaun. Nice. Mister Douglas Hyde writes to me. Is from the Irish Leith Brock, i.e., the one shoemaker, since he is generally seen working at a single shoe. It is spelt in Irish, Leith Progan, L E I T H B H R O G A N, or Leith Frogan, L E I T H P H R O G A N. And it is in some places pronounced Lurchiman, as O'Kearney writes. In, uh, sorry, as O'Kearney writes it in that very rare book, Fis Tich Conain. The Leprechaun. Uh, Clorican and Fardaric are one spirit in different moods and shapes. Hardly two Irish writers are agreed. In many things, these three fairies, if three, resemble each other. They are withered, old, and solitary, every way unlike the sociable spirits in the first sections. They dress with all the unfairy homeliness and are, indeed, the most slush- sluttish, slouching, jeering, mischievous phantoms. They are the great practical jokers among the good people. The leprechaun makes shoes continually and has grown very rich. <laughs> Many treasure crooks, buried in, uh, buried of old and wartime, uh, has he now for his own. In the early part of the century, according to Crocker, in newspaper office, there's a where the fuck the asterisk? Go? Oh, at the very beginning, solitary fairies, the trooping fairies. Oh, it just lists them. Sorry, there was an asterisk that I thought we'd get to, but it was there anyway. Okay. Mm. Um, they used to show a little shoe ashes. forgotten by a leprechaun. So they used to sh- uh, the chlorican. Shrukin? Clubhair Sin in O'Kearney makes himself drunk in gentlemen's cellars. Some suppose he is merely the leprechaun on a spree. He is almost unknown in Connacht in the north. Uh, the Fardarg, uh, Fierdarg, Fardarg is a different spelling, whatever. Verger. Um, 
which named the Ratman, for he wears a red cape, a red cap, and coat. Barry busies himself with practical joking, especially with a gruesome joking. This he does, and nothing else. The Fargot, Man of Hunger, is an uh, emaciated phantom that goes through the land in famine time, begging in alms and bringing good luck to the giver. There are other solitary fairies, just as the house, such as the house spirit and the uh, Watashiri, own brother, to the English jack-o'-lantern, the puka and the banshee. Oh, a puka! Harvey! The fuck? Harvey hmm. is a puka. The a rabbit? A giant about? white rabbit, yeah. Oh. Uh, concerning these presents, Harvey. the Dallahan, our headless phantom, one used to stand in Sligo Street on dark nights till lately. The black dog form, perhaps, or of the puka. The ships at the Sligo Cays are haunted sometimes by the spirit who announces his presence by a sound like the fingering of, uh, like the flinging of all, the tin porringers of the world, down into the hole. He even follows them to sea. The leprechaun she, fairy mistress, seeks the love of mortals. If they refuse, she must be their slave. If they consent, they are hers. They can only escape by finding another to take their place. The fairy lives on their life, and they waste away. Death is no escape from her. She is the Gaelic muse, for she gives inspiration to those she persecutes. The Gaelic poets die young, for she is restless, and will not let them remain long on earth, this malignant phantom. Besides, these are diverse monsters. The Ogishishka, the water horse, the Pelschlatha, or Piesta, the lake dragon, and such the like. But whether these be animals, fairies, or spirits, I know not. Sydney, the battery fitty. Uh, the Leprechaun or Fairy Shoemaker is a poem by William Allingham. Little cowboy, what have you heard? Up on the lonely Wrath's green mound. mound. Oh, good question. Yes. Do leprechauns only make tiny shoes? I don't know. They're only, are they making shoes for themselves? No, I think they wouldn't be selling, they selling that many. They're selling yeah. them. Well, they just, he makes mounds of money from the fucking shoes he makes, so oh. he's not just selling them to other leprechauns. Little cowboy, what have you heard up on the lonely Wrath's okay. green mound? Only the plaintive yellow birds sly, um, slying in sultry f- fields around. Carry, 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 carry. Only the grasshopper and the bee. Tip tap, rip rap, tick a tack too. Scarlet leather sewn around. This will make Some a shoe. Tiny Tim. Left, right, pull it tight. Summer days are warm. Underground in water, uh, underground in winter, laughing at the storm. Lay your ear close to the hill. Do not catch her. The tiny clamor, busy click of an elfin hammer. Voice of the leprechaun singing shrill. As he merrily piles his trade, he's a span and a quarter in height. Get him in sight, hold him tight, and you're made a man. Two, you watch your cattle the summer day, sup on, sup on potatoes, sleep in the hay. A quarter in height, does that mean like the size of a coin? Or <laughs> I think it's like a quarter. Something. Quarter of a man? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Wait, I thought you said a span and a, and a quarter, no? Uh, no, like a quarter of a man. Size a quarter in height. What was the span thing? I forgot. I'm sorry. How I don't know. Wasn't that saying how high? How yeah, tall it was? Yeah, we're trying to fit. You know, the same. He's a span and a quarter in height. A span and a quarter. So that's different. No, no. He's a span and a qu- and a quarter in height. A span. I don't so know what 1. span. So one point two five spans. I don't know what span means. Yeah. Span that's here. No, right, no, that's no, what right we're here. trying to figure I got, out. I, got right here. I think span oh, is yeah. an actual thing. It's ex- like much smaller than a th- it is. A, it's the hand. It's 
The tip of the thumb is the tip of the little finger. Oh, okay. So he's a span and a quarter. Huh? Yeah, you're right. Oh, I see. Mm. Interesting. That's yeah. very... Oh, okay. I didn't think it was that small. How would you like to roll your carriage? Look for the it's Duchess' really daughter in marriage. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I thought leprechauns were actually smaller than that. Seize the shoemaker. Then you may. Maybe that's Smurfs. Big well, Smurfs are three apples. Joey and Sean are both like, ra- like raising their hand <laughs> to, to figure out the height of it. Like Seize a, the shoemaker. Then you may. Big boots hunting like sandals a, in the it's hall. It's a tall boy. White for a it's wedding like a, feast. Pink yeah. for the wall. This way, that way, so we make a shoe. Getting rich every stitch. That's Tick, the tack, two. Nine and ninety treasure cocks. This keen miser fairy hath. Orctives. Hidden mountains, woods, and rocks. Room in round toad cave and trath. And where the uh, comorants build from times of old, guarded by him, each of them filled full to the brim with gold. Three. Where's the rainbow? I caught him at work one day. Myself. Yeah, where is it? In the castle ditch where foxgloves grows. A wrinkled, wizened, and bearded elf, spectacled, stuck on his, spectacles stuck on his pointed nose. Silver buckles to his hose. Leather apron, shoe in his lap. Rip rap, tip tap, tick tack too. A grasshopper on my, la- on my cap. Away the moth flew. Bushkins for a fairy prince. Brooks for his son. Pay me well, pay me well when the job is done. At the first, I, was mine, at first I thought you said silver something for his hose. <laughs> I stared at him. What did you say? What was that? I stared at him. He's, I don't oh, know. Come on. I, what, uh, where, okay. Silver <laughs> buckles for his hose or something? It's like a whole, it's like the first verse. All right, never mind. That's <laughs> only like four lines ago. No, it was kind of a lot. So, so what, what do you want? Silver when, something? When you're listening back, you can rewind it. All right, fine. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where was it? Okay, sorry. Um... The rogue was mine, beyond a doubt. I stared at him. He stared at me. Servant, sir. Hum, says he, and pulled a snuffbox out. He took a long pinch, looked better pleased. The queer little leprechaun, off the box with a whimsical grace. Poof, he flung dust in my face. And while I sneezed, was gone. Okay. What else? What's next? Mm. Uh, young party. That's pretty much everything I know about Irish. Uh, yeah, tell us a story, Sean. This was edited by William Butler Yeats, so let's just skip to Yeats. Jesus tell us a story I about will tell you a story St. Patrick's Day. Mm. St. Patrick's Day? St. Patrick's Day is the day that the that St. Patrick drove all, Oh shit, the, the four-leaf clover. That St. Patrick drove all the snakes out of Ireland. Is that code for something? Yes. Why are you taking that four-leaf clover and putting it exactly back in there? Why don't you take it and put it in your wallet or something? Because it was here it for a reason. It's lucky, though. You don't you want to keep it with you? I mean, I found it and put it in here. I know. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> when I found it, it was luck. Now I just I keep it there. That's where he stores so his luck. So that the next time I open that book, I'll see it again. It'll I just fun. think luck needs to be... Yes, it's code for... A something. dragon? In proximity. Hmm. Otherwise, it doesn't have its powers. It's got like a force field. Really? Yeah. If, if the four-leaf clover is in a different area code, mm. you're not getting its Oh, is benefits. there anything on horseshoes in there? How about uh, blue diamonds or uh Are you just reading Lucky Charms? Balloons? Are you not of even course reading, he is. thinking of Lucky Charms things? Good. He's hungry. <laughs> We're waiting for a goddamn I am very hungry, for- I know. Um, all right, let me find a good story for you from Yeats's poems. I want to know a, a St. Patrick's so Day story. I, I just to... told you the story of St. Patrick's. No, I want to know a story of Sean Who O'Brien's St. Patrick's Days. 
You want to know a story <laughs> that I like that I experienced during St. Patrick's Day? St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's with apostrophe over the What's the difference? Just being a dick. Attorney's general. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> I mean I so when Sorry. I was in college we made caramel apples one time and just drank it all fucking Oh right. Day. That sounds like a great story. Yeah, I don't I mean I, I drink a shit and fuck around. Like that's what I do. It's that's St. Patrick's Day. You drink shit and fuck around. Sounds weird. I've yeah. read that one. Ligament is free, the fairy song. Did I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to find a good story. You oh you my god. Doesn't have to be good. None of them are anyway. Oh my goodness. Jesus. Did Christ. James Joyce ever have any kids? Oh yeah, several. A lot of kids actually. Poor bastards. Uh, he had a bunch of kids. <laughs> so he's he was just his descendants are all alive and they know about it and they're like taking care of his estate and all that. Yeah, Stephen Joyce, his his oldest son is like an evil little bastard. What's he oh. doing? I don't know. Is he changing the text? He might be dead. <laughs> no, God no. <laughs> he travels from library to library, <laughs> penciling out words and replacing pages. And Jesus, he's like Sean's nemesis. <laughs> he's every Joycean's nemesis, man. Yeah. Do you ever uh, erase words from your textbook in school? No. Like if you use the eraser long enough, like you can actually take off the ink that they use. You used. would do that. <laughs> that <laughs> cracks me up. You vandal. He's like, you hate books so much. Lock him it's up. Like the smallest, it's like the smallest dent you can make, but it's something. I really am the opposite of you. It's you like something. add words and I take them away. I know. It's really funny. You are the anti-Sean. There are no, the anti-Sean. no two Seans alike. You're the bizarro. Um, all right. I th- most of the poems here are long, so I'll just read you. All right. I'll give you an option. No, uh, no second Three. Troy. Okay. Do you, oh, Parnell's Funeral. Do you want to hear Parnell's Funeral? That's what I said. Chris Parnell? Yep. I don't know. Oh, no, the previous Parnell. I wonder how long this is. Well, we mentioned it before when you were asking. Oh, it's kind of long. Oh, my God. It's not terribly long, hmm. but I'll read Just it. Just pick something. Under the great comedian's tomb, the crowd, a bundle of tempestuous cloud is blown about the, sk- blown about the sky, where th- that is clear of cloud brightness remains, a brighter star shoots down. What shudders run through all that animal blood? What is this sacrifice? Can someone there recall the Cretan barb that pierced a star? Rich foliage that the starlight glittered through, a frenzied crowd, and where the branches sprang, a beautiful seated boy, a sacred bough, a woman, and an arrow on a string, a pierced boy, image of a, la- of a star laid low. That woman, the great mother imagining, cut out his heart. Some master of design stamped boy and tree upon Sicilian coin. An age is the reversal of an age. When strangers murdered Emmett, Fitzgerald, Tone, we lived like men that watch a painted stage. What matter for the scene, the scene once gone. It had not touched our lives, but popular rage. Uh, Hysterica, Passio, dragged this quarry down. None shared our guilt, nor did we play a part upon the painted stage when we devoured his his heart. Come, fix upon me the accusing eye. I thirst for accusation. All that was snug. All that was said in Ireland is a lie. Bred out of the contagion of the throng. Saving Fancy the bread? rhyme. Rats here before they die. Leave nothing but the nothings that belong to this bare soul. Let all men judge that can be whether, uh, that can whether it be an animal or a man. The rest I pass. One sentence I unsay. Had... De Valera eaten Parnell's heart. No loose-lipped demagogue had won the day. No civil rancor torn the land apart. Had Cosgrove eaten Parnell's heart. 
the land's imagination had been satisfied, or lacking that government in such hands, O'Higgins, its stole statesman, had not died. Had even O'Duffy, but I name no more. Their school, a crowd, his master, solitude. Through Jonathan Swift's dark grove he passed, and there plucked bitter wisdom that enriched his blood. Jonathan Swift, let's switch to, let's jump to Jonathan Swift. Oh my god. <sighs> this is fun, isn't it? Swiftly. I did it. <laughs> Jonathan Swift. This is a true labyrinth of an episode. Yeah. Oh, look at you, Mr. Yeah. Sir. Um, we we have read um, Mr. David Bowie himself. A uh, we have read a um, can it Cretan? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. All right. In that case, Number I will two. read Gulliver Shavels. <laughs> Part one: A Voyage to Lilliput. Chapter one. The author gives some account of himself and family. His first uh, inducements to travel. He is shipwrecked and swims for his life, gets safe on the shore of the country of Lilliput, is made a prisoner, and carried up the country. It starts there already? Can we just have purring noises on the entire podcast? My father had a small <laughs> estate in Nottinghamshire. I was the third of five sons. He sent me to Emmanuel College in Cambridge at 14 years old, where I resided three years and applied myself close to my studies. But the charge of maintaining me, although I had very scantily allowance, bring too great for narrow fortune. I was bound apprentice to Mr. James Bates, an eminent surgeon in London, with whom I continued four years, and my father now gave the sending me small sums of money. I laid them out, and I'm trying to do a more northern... Is it working? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sure. It sounds great. Totally okay. (laughs) I laid them out in uh, leaning navigation. Another part of the mathematics. Useful to those who intend to travel, as I always believed it would be, uh, would be, as I always believed it would be, sometime or other, my fortune to do. When I left Mr. Bates, I went down to my father, where, by the assistance of him and my uncle John, he uh, and some other relations, I got forty pounds and promise of thirty pounds a year to maintain me at Leyden. There, I studied physic two years and seven months, knowing it would be useful in long voyages. Physic, yeah, isn't that the guy from uh, Princess Bride? That's Fezziwig. Is physic the precursor to physics? Yes. Yeah. The singular. Soon after my... <laughs> just one. Just one. It's only one class. A singular I, physic. I only study gravity. <laughs> F equals M-A. That's I'm done. It. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Soon after my return from Leyden, I was re- recommended by my good master, Mr. Bates, to be surgeon to the Swallow. Captain Abraham Parnell, panel commander, with whom I continued three years and a half, making a voyage or two into the uh, Levant and some other parts. Got to make a voyage when or I came two. Back, I resolved to settle in London. Uh, I'd be London. To which Mr. Bates, my master, encouraged me, and by him I was recommended by, to several patients. I took part of a house in the old jury, and being advised to alter my condition, I married Mrs. Mary Burton, second daughter to Mr. Edmund Burton, hosier in. Newgate Street. <laughs> she was a hoser? With so, whom I received 400 pounds take off. for a portion. Stay away from Canada. But my good master Bates, dying in two years after, <laughs> and I having few friends, yeah. my business began to fail, for my conscience would not suffer me to uh, imitate the bad practice of too many among my brethren. Having therefore consulted with my wife and some of my acquaintance, I determined to go again to sea. I was... Surgeon successively, I was surgeon successfully in two ships and made several voyages for six years to the East and West Indies, by which I got some addition to my fortune. 
my hours of leisure I spent in reading to the best authors, ancient and modern, always being provided with a good number of books. And when I was ashore, and observing the manners and dispositions of the people, as well as learning their language, wherein I had great fac- uh, facility by the strength of my memory. The last of these voyages, not proving very fortunate, I grew weary of the sea, and intended to stay home with my wife and family. Family. I removed from the old jury to Fetter Lane, and from thence to Wapping, ho- uh, hoping to get business among the sailors, but it would not turn to that account. After three years... Uh, expectation that things would mend, I accepted the advantageous offer to Captain William Pritchard, master of the Antelope, who was making a voyage to the South Sea. We set sail from Bristol, May 4th, 1699, and our voyage was first, uh, at first was very prosperous. It would not be proper, for some reasons, to trouble the reader with the particulars of our adventures in the seas, let it suffice to inform him, him that in our passage from thence to the East Indies, we were driven by a violent storm to the northwest of Van Diemen's Land. By an observation, we found ourselves in the latitude of 30 degrees, two minutes south. Twelve in our crew were dead by immoderate labor and ill food. The rest were very weak. Uh, on the 5th of November, which was the beginning of summer. Remember it. In those parts, uh, which, was the 5th of, which was the beginning of summer in those parts, the weather being very hazy, the seamen spiked a rock within half well, cable's length of the ship. But the wind was so strong that we were driven directly upon it and immediately split. Six of the crew, of whom I was one, having let down the boat into the sea, made a shift to clear the ship and the rock. We rowed by my computation about three leagues, till we were able to work no longer, already being spent with labor while we were in the ship. We therefore trusted ourselves with the mercy of the waves, and in about half an hour the boat was overset by a sudden flurry from the north, which became, uh, what became of my companions in the boats, as well as of those who escaped on the rock, or were left in the vessel? I cannot tell, but conclude they were all lost. For my own part, I swam as fortune directed me, and was pushed forward by wind and tide. I often let my legs drop, and could feel no bottom. But when I was almost gone and able to struggle no longer, I found myself within my depth, and by this time the store was much abated. The declivity was so small that I walked nearly a mile before I got to the shore, which I conjectured was about eight o'clock in the evening. Then I advanced forward near half a mile, but could not discover any signs of houses or inhabitants. At least I was in so weak condition that I did not observe them. I was extremely tired, and with that, the heat of the weather, and about half a pint of brandy that I drank as I left the ship, I found myself much inclined to sleep. I lay down on the grass, which was very short and soft, where I slept sounder than I remember uh, to have done in my life. And as I reckoned above the nine hour, as I reckoned above nine hours, for when I awakened, it was just daylight. I attempted to rise but was not able to stir, for, as I happened to lie on my back, I found my arms and legs were strongly fastened on each side by the ground, and my hair, which was long and thick, tied down by the same manner. I likewise felt several slender uh, ligatures across my body. From my armpits to my thighs, I I could only look upwards. The sun began to grow hot, and the light offended my eyes. I heard a confused noise about me, but in the posture I lay, I could see nothing except the sky. Thank you for listening to another episode of Literally Literary.
Remember to follow us at all of uh, at Politinkering on the Twitters there. You can also follow Joey at uh, J-O-E-B-O-N-I-E-R or Sean at Text Before Calling. You can listen to all our other shows at the Fawcast Network, uh, from Politinkering to Going Down in South Park, Wild Wild West World, and of course Text Before Calling. If you go to iTunes, you can give us a rating, write a review. Uh, you can also tell a friend or an enemy. Um, and uh, you can donate to our PayPal page on Fawcast.com. Uh, you can subscribe. You can do a, a, a monthly renewal of however much you want to spend or uh, however little you want to spend. That's it. Done. Yeah. Great. Cretan. <laughs> Bye.